I'm excited to dive in into this morning's message. And then next week, next week we land the plane. And I'm really excited to be able to do that and get a jump start on uh, some of our summer series that we're going to be going through throughout the summer. But listen, I believe with all my heart that today's message is going to touch a lot of your hearts because it's going to be a message of hope. And I believe that God is going to speak to many of you this morning that you've been praying for a long time. That God would do something significant and specific. And you've been praying and believing for years, for months, for weeks. And you still haven't seen any results. And if that's you, I believe that this morning's message is going to speak to you. In fact, I know so many people in this house are believing. They're praying for miracles in so many different areas of their lives. Maybe you're praying for your children. You're praying for your loved ones to come to faith in Jesus. You're praying for a breakthrough in your life. You're praying that you would overcome depression, that there would be a financial breakthrough, maybe a relational breakthrough. Some of you, you're praying for your parents. Maybe you're a young person and your parents' marriage is not good. You don't want to see them divorced, and so you're praying for a miracle. Some of you, you're praying for a physical miracle. You're saying, Lord, I've got the disease. Lord, I've got cancer. Lord, I'm struggling in this area. Heal me, please. Some of you are desperately praying for your own relationships and your own marriage. Whatever it is, you've been believing God for something significant for a long time, and you still have not seen the result. And I believe that God is going to minister to you this morning. So if you have your Bibles, would you open them to Daniel chapter 10, and let me give you the context of where we are. If you'll remember last week, Daniel was in his 80s or so, in the story of Daniel and the lion's den. He's, he's even older than that this week. He's an old man, and literally for decades upon decades, he's been standing firm in faith, believing that God would work some things out in his life and in the life of his nation. And if you'll remember the very first week, we saw how King Nebuchadnezzar had destroyed the temple. He, he turned all these wonderful young men, Hebrew young men, into slaves. And Daniel, for decades, has been praying that God would restore the temple that was destroyed. And that his Jewish brothers and sisters who had been in bondage all these years would be released to go back to their homeland. And there were some signs that were kind of going on during that time that perhaps this was the season that that would happen. But all of a sudden, he, he received a vision from God that was so disturbing to him that all he could do was seek God in prayer. He saw a vision of more war. He saw a vision of hardships. He's thinking to himself, man, I've been praying for decades. And now I just see that more hard times are coming. I, I, just can't, I can't even take this. And so Daniel did what he always knew how to do. He turned to God in prayer. And so for 21 days, he goes on this fasting and praying journey. And for after that 21 days is concluding, he has this vision of an angelic being. So now as we read Daniel chapter 10, let me just tell you this. We are not sure who this angelic being is. And there's a lot of Bible scholars who believe that this angelic being is the pre-incarnate Christ. 
And you say, well, what does that mean? Well, if you remember, God was there before the foundation of the world. God is the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, a mystery we cannot explain. But Jesus is, appears in the New Testament in bodily form, but you need to know that he existed even before the foundations of the world. So in the Old Testament, there were times when Christ appears. Those are known as Christophanies. And so here's the vision, Daniel chapter 10, verses 5 through 8 is what we're going to hit up first. Daniel chapter 10, verses 5 through 8. Here's what we're going to look at together. It says this. It said, I looked up and I saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body looked like a precious gem. His face flashed like lightning and his eyes flamed like torches. Time out. Let me just stop there for a second. This really, really, really sounds a lot like the Apostle John's vision in Revelation chapter 19 of who Jesus is. It says this, his arms and his feet shone like polished bronze and his voice roared, roared like a vast multitude of people. And when he spoke, it was like tens or hundreds or thousands were speaking. That's, that's literally how powerful his voices. And it says, only I, Daniel, saw this vision. The men with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified and ran away to hide. So I was left there alone to see this amazing vision. Time out. Now, it's really interesting to me that Daniel is the only one who sees this vision. The other guys that were with him, they didn't see it. So why is that? Well, we don't know for sure, but I know this. I know oftentimes that God will reveal something special to you and not to someone else. In fact, for those of you who are followers of Jesus, chances are that at some point in your life, God showed you something that was individually powerful to you. It might be that you were reading through the Bible and you've seen this verse 10 times before, but this time it just jumped out at you in a powerful way and you're like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. God is speaking to me. For some of you, that might have happened during worship today where you sense the presence of God and, and you might lean over to the person next to you and say, oh my God, wasn't that awesome how God spoke into our hearts? And they're like, yeah, coffee's not half bad this morning. And you're like, well, what are you doing? Did you miss the presence of God? It was so sweet in that service this morning. This is what happened to Daniel. They didn't experience it. And I believe with all my heart that there's some of you today that you're going to have a moment like that where you are going to hear from God and it's like heaven is going to open up and God is going to speak directly to you. And the reason that you're going to hear it this way is because God has something to show you. That's how good and special our God is. So Daniel has a moment like this in verse 8. In the middle of the verse, he says this. He's, he's in the presence of, of Christ or this angelic being. And he says, my strength left me. And my face grew deathly pale. And I felt very weak. And watch what happens in verse 9. Look at this. It says, then I heard the man speak. And when I heard the sound of his voice, I fainted and lay there with my face toward the ground. Come on, that's powerful. I heard the sound of his voice and I could no longer stand and fell face down. Well, what is that about? 
Listen, the strongest, most masculine, most powerful man cannot bear the weight of the glory of God. If you've ever had a moment deeply in the presence of God, listen, you lose strength, man. You don't want to, you don't even want to stand. You don't want to get up. I don't know. Some of you, you are followers of Christ. And I've had moments like this where I'm in the presence of God. And I am simultaneously grieved by the sin in my life. And also rejoicing over the beauty of his grace, knowing that I am forgiven. And in a moment with God, you're overwhelmed by his comfort, by his presence. You're overwhelmed by his assurance. And you just don't want it to end. And if you haven't had a moment like that, let me tell you, you are in a Pentecostal church. So if you haven't had it yet, be believing, be praying. We believe that it can happen. We will pray on your behalf that it will happen. God is going to reveal himself to you in a powerful way. So this is what I want to do for the rest of our time together. I want to kind of move into the application this morning. In other words, I just don't want to read God's word and then we don't do anything with it. I want to talk, how does this apply to your life? How do you stand firm in faith when you're praying and you don't see anything happen? And we're going to see three things when you're standing in faith. The first thing, if you're taking notes, is this. You always need to remember that God cares about you more than you do about yourself. Come on, I'm going to repeat that. Our God cares about you more than you even care about yourself. Verse 10 says this, Daniel says this, just then a hand touched me and lit, and what? Come on. Just a hand touched me and lifted me. The hand of God never extends to condemn his children. It always extends to lift them up. This is what then. Just then the hand touched me and lifted me. Some of you, this morning, you are going to sense the hand of Christ lifting you today. And it says this. It says, still trembling to my hands and knees. And the man said to me in verse 11, he said, Daniel... You are very what? Daniel, you are very precious to God. Some of you, this is your moment right now. This is what God sent you here to hear today. That you are precious to God. You are valuable to God. He cares about you. And you need to hear this. There's nothing that you can do to make him love you more. And there's nothing that you can do to cause him to love you less. He loves you because that's not just what he does. It's who he is. You're precious to God. And that word precious, it means valuable. Now, I have to be honest with you. I've got a lot of people that know me. I know them. I have friends that I absolutely love and cherish them. And I love a lot of people, but they're not precious to me. My children, they're precious to me. My wife, she is precious to me. 
And our God looks at you with the same kind of love that a loving father has for his children. You are precious to God. He cares about you more than you care about yourself. Daniel goes on and the voice says this. He says, you are precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up. Everybody say it with me. Come on. Stand up. We're going to stand up. For I have been sent to you. And when he said this, I stood up trembling. Three things to remember when you're standing in faith. The first thing is that God cares about you more than you even care about yourself. The second thing is this. God is doing more than you could ever understand. Now this gets really cool in verse 12. Then this, then, then this. He says, then Christ, and I'm going to insert this here. Verse 12, can we put that up on the screen? There we go. It says, then he said, but I'm going to hook it up right here. My interpretation according to scholar. Then Christ said, the angelic being said to me, Daniel said, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray. Since the first moment you prayed for understanding and to humble yourself before God, God heard your request in heaven. God heard your prayer. And guess what I've come to do? I've come to answer your prayer. Now verse 13, and I've got to warn you, if you think that you've seen weird things in scripture, you haven't seen anything weird so far, it's about to get really supernatural weird, and I think it's one of the coolest verses in the Bible. Verse 13, Christ, that angelic being, it says this, verse 13, but for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, it says this, you're reading this. you got to really read this. It says, came to kick some butt on my behalf. He came to help me. And I left him there with the spirit of the kingdom of Persia. Now, let's talk about this because I think that this is really, really interesting. I don't want to let this go for a second. I want to talk to you who have been praying for a long time for something. For some of you who are wondering if your prayers are worth it. For those of you who have been praying so long and you hear the voice in the back of your head that says, why do I even bother? God doesn't even care anymore. I mean, if God was going to do something, wouldn't he have done it a long time ago? I'm praying. I'm just wasting my breath. God's not listening to me. I want to talk to you, to those of you that in your heart even now, I want you to understand that from the very first time you prayed, from the very first time you opened your mouth, God heard your cry. The first time you prayed for healing for that person you love, God heard your prayer. The first time you prayed for your child and you begged the Lord to do a miracle, God heard your prayer. The first time that you ever prayed, our good God heard your prayer. Let me tell you, God loves a persistent prayer. He loves when we continue to cry out to him. He loves the faithfulness, the consistency, the persistency of prayer. But the first time that you ever called on him, heaven heard your prayer. 
The first time that you cried out in faith, believing heaven opened and God heard your prayer. But verse 13, this is so cool, and I just want to talk to you about it. For 21 days, the spirit prince. How many days was that? Come on, why? How many days was Daniel's fast? Come on, 21. This is not a coincidence. For 21 days, the spirit prince of Persia blocked my way. Now, now, who is the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now, we're not totally sure, but most Bible scholars believe, and I totally agree, that this is what's called a principality. It is a demonic force that governs and oversees various geographical regions of the world. If you'll remember in Scripture, there were some angels who rebelled against God. They are known as fallen angels, and many believe those were the demonic forces that do battle in the spirit world today are you telling me pastor tom that there is a demonic prince that oversees the united states yes yes there is every nation has an assignment against it from the kingdom of satan and each one of those principalities are unique in their approach if you'll notice, there are some nations who the principality that governs over them, and you see it in the activities of the people. You see it in the activity of the church in that particular country, right? Have you ever felt, I am absolutely just so happy, so giddy, and then you walk into a town, and it's like, ooh, wow, what the heck is going on here? There's like a shadow looming over this place. You've said that before? There is something spiritual that governs over this town, over other towns, over the state of New Jersey, over the entirety of the United States, right? These are principalities that govern over these areas, and their assignment is against Christians, and not just against Christians, their assignment against people, and their assignment is to stop people from coming to faith in Jesus, and then to weaken their faith if they are in Christ, but we have to remember this, right? My battle is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in this dark world. In other words, what you see with your eyes is not all that there is. Don't ever believe that the physical realm is all there is. For 21 days, you've prayed the anointing of God could be over your house and there could be demons ready to creep at the door the second that you leave a breach in the wall in your family's life. For 21 days after you prayed, this angelic being was doing battle in the heavenly realms against this evil force. Then Michael, an archangel, comes as backup and he comes to help out. So this angelic being is saying, hey, I left him there. You deal with this prince of Persia. I'm going to Daniel to answer his prayer. And here's what's so powerful to me, and this moved me so deeply in my heart. Think about this. Daniel prayed, and he continued to pray, and continued to pray. And what did he see? Nothing. Not a thing. But just because he didn't see anything didn't mean that God was not doing something. The first time that you cried out, God released his angelic beings. You need to know that there are angels right now that are doing warfare for you in a way that you don't even understand. You need to just keep praying, keep believing. You may not see anything, but you have no idea what kind of battle is going on in the heavenly realms from a God who loves you so much that he's working behind the scenes to do things that you can't see. You can't even fathom 
because you don't understand how much he cares about you. But you need to know this. God wins. God wins. The kingdom of light will always overcome the kingdom of darkness. 21 days earlier, when Daniel saw nothing, there's this battle that's going on in heaven. Because heaven heard his prayer the first time he prayed. So how do you keep standing in the middle of a battle? Because you remember that he cares about you more than you care about yourself. And that he is up to something. He's doing way more than you could ever understand. Number three of you taking notes is this. God's strength is made perfect in your weakness. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. In fact, that's a New Testament principle. Paul actually said that in your weakness, his strength is made perfect. Some of you, you're going to come to a place in your faith where you feel like you've got nothing left. You are at the end of your rope. Let me tell you that that is when you're the strongest. Not in your own power, but that's when his power becomes most real to you. And until you fully embrace your weakness, you will never appreciate and experience his strength. When you recognize, I've prayed. I don't have any more faith. I physically do not have any more strength. I am at the end of myself. That's when his power becomes more real than ever before. And until you embrace your weakness, you'll never fully understand his strength. I didn't fully get and understand what God was up to in my life. How much God had intended for my life. How much God was speaking and breathing into my life on a daily basis until people started to turn away from me, turn their backs on me, harass me, and make life difficult for me. And when God was up to, when, when I was in that crushing moment, when I didn't understand what was going on, there were people that were alongside of me, helping me define this moment and helping me see this is a refining fire. God is doing something in your life to bring about a precious gem, a precious jewel, a precious gold out of your life. But I couldn't get that when everything was coasting, when everything was going well. It was in the moment of affliction where I didn't have anywhere else to turn to. When my strength was depleted, that God showed up. Amen. Verse 17, this is what Daniel says to Christ. He says this to the angelic being. He says, how can someone like me, your servant, talk to you, my Lord? My strength is what? And I can hardly, come on now. Sounds like Daniel's having an anxiety attack. He's struggling. Some of you right now, this captures where you are in your life right now. My strength is gone. I've been hanging on to this marriage. I've been hanging on for my kids. I've been fighting for this. Fin financially, I, I just don't think I can, that my strength is gone. I can't hardly breathe with everything that is overwhelming me and consuming me right now. Look at verse 18. It says this. Then the one who looked like a man did what he touched me again then the one who looked like a man he touched me again and what happened can you repeat it with me and I don't miss the power of this when he touched me I felt my faith returning some of you this is all you need this is it 
this is it right here. This is it for some of you. This is your God moment. One touch and your faith is restored. One touch and you're coming back to Christ. One touch and you're believing God for the thing that you stopped believing in years ago. One touch and it's enough for you to keep going. One touch and your strength is returning. One touch from the presence of Christ and everything changes. I have no strength but one touch and I felt my strength returning. And Christ says to him in verse 19, he says, he says, don't be afraid. In other words, if you didn't hear it again, I'm going to tell you again. For you are very precious to God. Peace. Be encouraged. Be strong. See, you can keep standing in faith because the first time you prayed, God heard your prayer and he released his angelic forces to do work on your behalf in the heavenly realms. Let me just be real, real honest with you. He may do exactly what you're praying for or he may not. But just because you don't see anything doesn't mean that he's not doing something. And people are going to look on and wonder, how are you still standing? How are you still hanging in there? Why haven't you given up on this thing yet? And you're going to say, because you don't understand. I realize God cares about me more than I care about myself. And he's doing way more than I can understand. And his strength is made perfect in my weakness. And I've embraced my weakness. And because I've embraced my weakness, I can tap into his strength. And what you need to understand is that I believe with everything in me. Because the first time I prayed, heaven heard my prayer. And I trust in a God who is good. And he's working in all things, to bring about good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That's how I continue to stand. I want to invite you, if there's something that you're praying for, and, and it's not coming to fruition yet, and you're believing, and you're praying, and you need a, a God to provide a breakthrough in your life. I just want to pray right now. Would you come to these altars? Would you come? I want to pray for you. Come on. I want to pray. I want to pray. I want to pray. I'm believing the Lord is going to do something big here. Come on. Breakthroughs, 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 breakthroughs in the name of Jesus.